could just say amen and go home. <laughs> Thank you. And great, the Lord has already met with us today. I've already felt His Spirit very strong. And, and uh, I want to do all we can to continue that throughout this week. Uh, Resurrection Sunday is usually something that kind of rolls in and sometimes it'll take you by surprise and you'll be like, oh, it's, 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 and most people call it Easter. We tend to kind of like to call it Resurrection Sunday and it'll roll in and we'll all get ready for it and we'll come to church and we'll eat breakfast and we'll eat dinner that afternoon and then just it's gone and you're like, what was that about? And a few years ago, uh, Cindy and I uh, were thinking about it and trying to figure out how we could make this uh, a time where maybe we remembered a little bit more and a little better. I mean, when Christmas comes, we start talking and thinking and people talk about it for months in advance. And I mean, come, uh, you know, July, we're having Christmas sales and it's in people's minds and things like that. It seems like Easter blows through and nobody remembers anything. So we're trying to uh, keep those things in our mind and, and in our hearts. And uh, so this week, we've set aside a week to remember that. And I know you might not be able to be here every night or, or any of the nights, but uh, if you could be, it's just, it's just us trying to remember what Jesus did for us and to remember that. And then we're going to have a great time of, of worship next Sunday. Uh, but this morning I wanted to start off and, and just kind of get us headed in that direction, getting us headed in our minds, kind of some of the things that we might be talking about this week. And so I want us to stand this morning. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 21. And I was, as I was in the word this week and, and thinking, uh, I usually, uh, it's usually on up into the week when I when the Lord usually gives me my my sermons. But I'm telling you what, last week I got up very early Monday morning and and sat down and I was just praying that the Lord would help me to kind of get some things that I needed to get done. And this popped in my head and and uh, it just seemed like this is the way we're supposed to go uh, this morning. And so uh, we're going to read about what we just talked about and and the I don't know if you could see all the kids we wanted to we wanted to sit down so you could see them and some of them were in the back and they were they were rocking them palm branches and you know what? I think that's what was going on that day I think there were some people that were just thrilled to death that Jesus was in town and some maybe thought he was Messiah and some of them thought he was going to be the conquering king but they were excited that Jesus was there I'm going to tell you what, I'm excited about talking about Jesus this week. I'm excited about what Jesus did for us. I'm overwhelmed by what he's done for us and what he continues to do for us. And I want to just talk this morning about some of the sounds that was heard that week. And we're going to talk about how sounds bring back memories. And so we're going to talk about this this morning. So uh, before we go to the word, let's read this and prepare our hearts for the word. Let's read together. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. You have to understand, Jesus has come through Jericho 
and the momentum is building. The people in Jericho were excited that Jesus walked through. He's done some healing in there and he starts through, turns the corner at Jericho and he's heading to Jerusalem and he's getting ready to come in. And this is what happens. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the, at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt and a foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Man, can you picture this? This is quite a thing going on here. People are shouting all these things. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Let's pray. Lord, this morning, Father, you give us things that helps us to remember And I pray this week that as we listen to your creation and as we listen to the world around us, that we would pick out some things that remind us of you and remind us of the things that happened this week. And I pray that you would just speak to our hearts this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever been in, uh, as you go through life, sometimes you're going through and all of a sudden you hear a sound and it causes you to stop. Okay, and it causes you to remember smells are things that if you smell something immediately, you can go back and you can and you can pull a memory up out of your mind and remember a time in your life. And sounds are the same way. Sometimes you'll hear something and it will bring back a memory or sometimes it will bring your attention. Now, imagine that you are in a restaurant and there's the, there's the uh, you know, the little quiet talk in the restaurant. There's just kind of a murmur that goes around. And all of a sudden you hear this. What's happened? Somebody's dropped a glass. And if you watch, if you're in a restaurant and you hear that, everybody goes. And the poor waitress or waiter or whatever it is, they're down picking things up. But, but immediately when you hear that, your attention is drawn to that. Uh, when I when I'm over here in my in my office, I will be there, and there's all there's only tile floor between me and the rest of the church, and I'll be there in my office, and I'll hear this. And I just watch my door because I never know who's going to come in. If it's Cindy, I know exactly what. She has a cadence and a clippity-clop that just sound. I mean, I can tell if it's her. And if, if she's mad, I can tell because it's, you know, she, she's got, she's got, and, I, and I'm just like, I'm under the desk. But, but you know, and like if it's Sean coming, it's, you know, it sounds like an ogre walking down. <laughs> but, but, you know. I'm just joking. I've got, I'm up here and you can't say anything. So. But when I hear those footsteps coming across the tile, I kind of start paying attention and say, see what's going on. Okay, now, 
I was one time, I was up at Worlds of Fun for Nazarene night, and I was in line for that thing that you sit there and you wait and you wait and wait, and all of a sudden it just it shoots you up the side of that thing and you go up and down. I was in the line. I was almost ready to get on it. And I saw my dear friend, Noel George. He was a pastor on our district. And uh, Noel is my son's pastor. Uh, Luke is, is my youngest son. He's a youth pastor at Little Rock Church. And Noel is his pastor. Me and Noel are really good friends. And Noel was waving at me. I said, hey, Noel, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come over there and see you. And I just get ready and I step up over the gate. And this is what I heard. And I ripped the crotch right out of my jeans. And I had just got to the world's of fun and I was going to be there all night. And my, I mean, it's a cool wind blowing, if you know what I'm saying. And so I had a, I had, and I, I mean, when you hear that sound, your whole world just stops and you're like, so I, you know, I was kind of walking like this, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you what you do in that situation. I, if you're an amusement park, and that happens. I'm going to tell you what I did, and it worked perfect. I found the old kettle corn guy that's got them bags about that long, full of kettle corn. And I bought one of them, and I just kept it right here all night. And I just eat a little bit of kettle corn, you know. And I covered everything up. Nobody ever knew. But the bad thing about it was I ate so much kettle corn that by the end of the night, it wasn't covering everything anymore, so I had to go buy another bag. But when you, you know, sometimes you hear sounds and, and it brings back memories. So we're going to talk about some of the sounds that might have been heard that week and, and help us to remember this. Now, this is Palm Sunday. So imagine what the palm branches sound like. I've got, I think I've got a sound here. You hear the wind blowing through the palm branches? You know, them palm branches can't say a whole lot. A, a, a palm branch doesn't say much. But you know, the word says that everything that the Lord has made brings glory to him. And when the wind blows through those palm branches or when the Lord stepped and the donkey stepped on those palm branches, those palm branches with everything that was in them was sending all their praise to the Lord. Now, a palm branch can't give much praise. But it was given all that it had. And that day, on that, on that day, when, when Jesus walks into Jerusalem, the palm branches were given every bit of praise that they could. And so this week, I want you, as you think about, sometimes you'll hear, when I hear, I want you to think about when you hear the wind blowing through the trees or you hear uh, the sound that sounds like wind through the leaves. I want you to remember that this is a good week, that on that day, the palm branches were even, were even giving praise to the Lord. And they were doing a good job of it. Are you doing a good job of giving praise to the Lord? Are you giving a good, doing a good job of, of telling the world around you what Christ has done in your life and who Christ is? And you know what? If a palm branch can give praise to the Lord, I ought to be able to give a lot of praise to the Lord. I had the, this morning in Sunday school, we had a lady that just stopped the end of our class and she said, I just want to give praise to what God's doing in my life this week. She was doing a little palm branch. 
She gave praise to the Lord of what God was doing. You need to do that this week. You need to think about this week is a good reminder of what all God has done for you. Do you understand that through the things that happened this week, that we can be brought back to a right relationship with God? All of our sins can be forgiven and we can be brought back and, and be reborn. And we need to say that. We need to give praise to the Lord. There's another sound that you will will hear this this that would have been heard this week and it's of a donkey walking that sunday you would have heard jesus riding in and this is what you would have heard in the day and age that we live we hardly ever hear that sound but i would like for you in your mind to kind of when you do hear it maybe the rest of your life you think about Jesus rode in on a donkey Jesus uh, uh, came, came the, the king of all glory God with us came riding in on a donkey and, and I, I've wondered about uh, over the years how the owner of that donkey felt it says that he came in and said the Lord needs it okay alright you can have my donkey I wonder if later he tried to sell it on eBay saying, you know, this is the donkey that Jesus rode on, but uh, that's what we would have done. But anyway, I I wonder if years later, if people who lived through that week, people who were there on Sunday morning saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, and then come Friday night or come Friday, Jesus is dead. And they're thinking, what in the world happened? I'm wondering if years later they were telling their kids, I remember that Sunday. I remember the clippity-clop of the feet. I remember the, the branches blowing in the air. I remember all those sounds, and I remember those smells. And you'll never believe this, but, but on, on Sunday everybody was Hosanna, and by the end of the week Jesus was dead. Do you understand that there were families who told this story, who saw it happen? You ever, you ever have a grandpa that tells a story and says, well, this is what my grandpa said. Or this is what my great-grandpa said or whatever like that. Do you know those stories were told? And there were, grandchild- there were little kids who heard the clippity-clop, heard the branches. And when they got to be 70 or 80 years old, they'd gather all the kids around. I remember that day. I remember the palm branches. I remember the clippity-clop. Remember. Remember. Take this week and Remember. Remember what what was happening that day. Remember, I mean, Jesus came into Jerusalem and it says that the whole city was excited about what was happening. There was a lot of emotion. If it was today, that would be, I think that's what they call trending. Jesus was trending. I mean, he was, he was, the, he was going on. Everybody loved, well, not everybody loved him, but a lot of people loved him. And then as the donkey comes in with the clippity-clop and you got the bushes making the noises, then you hear the crowd. You know, a crowd can kind of go either way. I live over not too far from the football field. And in the fall, sometimes if I'm out late at night, you can see that the lights are on at the football field. I can just about tell you what the score is. If I'm out for very long, I can just about tell you what the score is. Because you can listen to the crowd and you can, I can tell from my house if things are going really good or if things are going really bad. The crowd will let you know. 
And on this Sunday, this particular uh, day, the crowd is all excited. I mean, he has come from Jericho and they loved him. Now remember the crowd. And he comes into Jerusalem and everybody's, yeah, Hosanna, Hosanna. And I just want to tell you some of the things they were saying. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. But by Friday, the crowd's crying, crucify him. Crucify him. The crowd is fickle. Be careful of the crowd, okay? Don't let the crowd dictate what you do in anything in life. The crowd can lead you great or the crowd can lead you astray. And I want you to this week, this week is maybe you're watching a ball game or something like that or, or you hear uh, crowds. Uh, remember uh, the crowd. The crowd makes a lot of noise and the crowd can t- be turned easily. Okay, there's another, there's another sound I want you to hear this morning. Listen to this one. Money hitting the floor. Money falling on the floor. Jesus comes in and the first thing that he does, he walks into the temple and he just starts turning over all the money changing tables. Uh, the, 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 the priests and everybody in there, uh, the, the, the hierarchy of the church uh, had turned uh, the church into a place where they were making a lot of money. They were pretty much, they pretty much had the market on if you could get to God or not. That's the way things were happening there. If you didn't have the right, uh, people would bring uh, their sacrifice and they would look at their sacrifice and go, that's really not uh, good enough. But we just happen to have uh, a sacrifice and we'll sell it to you. And they would sell it at an inflated price. And then they would say, but you can't use your money. You've got to use temple money, but we can exchange that money for you. And they was making money on both ends hand over fist and this is where it was and Jesus walks in here and he sees all these uh these these animals and stuff and it was all in the temple and he gets upset and he turns over if you were there that week during holy week you would have heard the money flying over and Jesus turning loose the animals and 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 money hitting the floor and money falling into the dirt and what happens if someone started throwing your money in the dirt. Imagine this morning if somebody was up here and and I said, hey, can I have your wallet? And I took their wallet and I started just chucking their credit cards out in the street. Or I just took all their money and just threw it up in the air. Do you think somebody would be getting mad? I was going to do that, but I was afraid somebody hit me in the throat. Think about this. These guys, this is their livelihood and Jesus is just rolling through and throwing. And t- there were animals there. If you leave an animal in one place long enough, what's it going to do? It's going to leave a calling card behind, a smelly calling card. And so all this money is falling into that kind of stuff. And you know what? The word doesn't say, this is, this is how powerful Jesus was. If I came through and started knocking over cash registers at Walmart, do you think somebody would say something? You think somebody would get upset? Jesus comes through and has so much authority in what he does, nobody touches him. You don't think, Jesus, understand this, Jesus was in control of the whole week. 
Nothing happened that he didn't know was going to happen and that God didn't allow it to happen. Jesus is in control and nobody touches him. He walks in, tears up the whole place and nobody touches him. Jesus is in control. So when we hear those coins or when we hear that, think about uh, what, uh, what happens. And the people, it says, if you keep reading it on here, it talks about when he goes into the temple and he overturns uh, the, the money tables and he's there and, and it, says, it says that the people are yelling and screaming and they're saying, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're telling him what, he, what, he, what a good job he's doing. It says, it's, if you read in 14, it says, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and healed him. And when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things and says that the children were shouting, and this is after he's done all this, the children were shouting in the temple area hosanna to the son of david he comes in tears everything up and the people are like you go boy it's your birthday no no it's okay but they were just like you know they were like gee they were just it was it was a great day and nobody touches him jesus is in control and so the word uh says this but by the end of the week the uh jewish leaders Uh, Jesus is starting to cut into their power and their profits and their popularity. And uh, they had had the corner on God and they thought they knew God better than anybody else. And by the end of the week, they come and they come to Judas with 30 pieces of silver. Judas comes to them and they give him 30 pieces of silver. Judas betrays the Lord, and by the end of the week, there's another sound of coins hitting the floor when Judas realizes what he has done, and he throws the money at the, at the priest's feet. Two times that week, money is mentioned hitting the ground. And so remember those things. Remember those things that happen. Now we're going into the garden, and they're coming to arrest Jesus, and, and, and we hear these sounds. There's some soldiers coming. Jesus has been in the city all week long. They could have arrested him all week. I mean, if he was, if he was a, such a bad character, they would have arrested him. But the priests are afraid because of the power that Jesus has. And they're afraid of the people because the people love him. And so when they come and arrest Jesus, understand this, it's in the middle of the night. It's not out in the middle where everybody can see. It's in the middle of the night. Uh, If you get a chance this week, read John chapter 18. It talks about that night uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. The soldiers come up and Jesus says, are you looking for me? And they all fall down. This is how much power Jesus has. He goes, are you looking for me? I am he. And they all just fall over. And Jesus is like, look, you guys are going to have to arrest me. So you're going to have to get up and get at it. I mean, Jesus is in control of the whole thing. Okay. And they come at night. The trial is at night. The whole thing is illegal because they can't try him during the day because everybody, they're afraid of the people. And so they have to do it at night. And so they bring him to Pilate and Pilate says, that he needs to be scourged. And I want you to listen to this. This is what happened to Jesus. Understand this. This is what the word said would happen. And this is the week that we need to remember these things. And I want you to think about 
this. Now think about what's happening here. They've, they've brought Jesus to be scourged. The word says that he was scourged 49 minus 1, so 39 times. In Jewish law, they believe that 40 hits from the, from, the, from the scourge would kill you. And they didn't want anybody, they didn't want the scourging to be a sentence of death. And so they would scourge you 39 times. The Romans didn't really care if they killed you or not. It was kind of a contest with the Romans to see how much pain that they could put into someone's body. I want you to think about when you hear that sound ever in your life, what Jesus did for you. Jesus was hit with a instrument that they call uh, the cat of nine tails or whatever. Uh, it was a whip that had nine uh, pieces of leather coming on off of it. Many of the pieces of leather would have a round metal ball at the end of it. The round metal ball was meant and it had enough weight that they could still hit with it, but not enough weight that it would break bones, but enough weight that it would hit very hard. It was meant to cause massive bruising in the body. I mean, if you, if you, has anybody ever got hit with a fish sinker, a big fish sinker? Imagine getting whacked across the back with nine big fish sinkers. As soon as it hits the body, the, the impact and the trauma of that causes immediate bruising. And that bruising causes the skin to become thin and very easy to be torn. And, that where, and that's where the rest of it comes in. Inside these pieces of leather that have the little balls on the end of them, they have woven in pieces of glass, pieces of sharp metal. And when that hits that, causes the bruising to come, it stretches the skin, makes it very easy to tear. The next pieces come in of the metal, it grabs the skin, and they rip it out. The Romans, and I, and I know I'm being very graphic today, but we need, to remember, we need to remember what Jesus did for us. The Romans worked very hard to try to get as much of the hide and the muscle off of the back of the person they were scourging as they could. Josephus is not a biblical writer. He was alive during this time and he wrote a lot of Jewish history. Josephus says the man Jesus' back looked like hamburger when they were done. Jesus, most men would have died just from the scourging. But you can't kill God. Do you understand that? They could have, scourged, they could have been scourging him from then till now. He would not have died. You can't kill God. Jesus gave up his life, but it wasn't time yet. So Jesus is beat to a pulp, probably unrecognizable except for those who really know him the most. They've beat him, they've scourged him. They put a big cross on him and he starts to, the, to Golgotha to be crucified. They lay him on that cross, they lay him on his back that is just an open wound now onto a big uh, splintery cross. Anybody ever pick up something that's splintery? Imagine that your whole back is just completely an open wound. They lay Jesus on that, and then this is the sound that you hear next.
They start nailing him through his wrists, and then they cross his feet over and nail his feet. He's nailed to the cross. They put him up on the cross. They hang him there. It's not the hanging that kills you when, you cru- when you're crucified. You suffocate. And you hang there and your lungs begin to fill with fluid. And they said that at the, in the end that the people will push up on that nail in their feet, which is excruciating, just to get a breath. And then they come back down and start suffocating again. Many people believe that crucifixion is the most painful way that man has ever thought of, of killing someone. And I want you to remember some of the sounds that you heard this morning. I have one more sound that I want you to hear this morning. This is a sound that kind of started it all. And I want you to, if you could this morning, I want you to have a picture in your mind. Uh, Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, the word says that they all got together. They, they've created the world. Can you imagine that? The angels come around and, and God begins to speak and creation comes into being. The trees, the animals, and, and all of creation. And I mean, if I was an angel, I'd, I mean, I just would have been what's he going to come up next and he speaks and all the animals come and he speaks and and the mountains and water and everything else and then jesus i mean god and the holy spirit i don't know how it all worked but god forms together this man and he goes this is look at the you know everything else i've made is awesome i didn't speak this one i formed this one in my and he blows the breath of life in man and man comes alive and then he looks at man and he says man needs a mate and he can't find anything that is going to work and so he he takes part of the man and he and he says that he reaches in and takes out and he forms woman and he takes the 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 there's aspects of man and there's aspects of woman and, and he and he takes that and he makes the two and he goes everything else he said this is good but when he gets done with the man and the woman he's like this is really good this is really good. And they're up in heaven and, and Adam and Eve are, are in the garden and they're doing great and they're having all, I mean, they have it made. They can eat nearly everything around them. I mean, no matter what they do, they can, no matter what there is, they can eat and they are obeying God and they are doing great. And, and Jesus is up in heaven and he's up with the angels and he's saying, yeah, dad, dad was down in the garden yesterday and Adam and Eve were doing so good. Man, I'm so glad that we made them. They are so much company and, and I love them so much. And, 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 they were down, and, and the other day, Adam was talking about things that he was discovering and, and things that he was, he was teaching his dog to do. He had a mountain curry and he was teaching him how to squirrel hunt and it was awesome. No, I don't know. But I think that he was talking about that, had a big smile on his face. And you remember how when you hear a sound, all of a sudden everything stops. And they're in heaven, and they're here, and they're there, and they're talking, and the angels are around, and there's people sing, there's angels singing, glory to God in the highest. And everybody, and all of a sudden they hear this sound.
And then they hear another sound. And everything is quiet. Now, is this how it happened? I don't know, but I wonder. And all the angels and everybody, and Jesus is over here and he's, he's talking and, and everything was going good and all of a sudden they heard that noise and all the attention, just like when the glass breaks, all the attention goes to where the glass breaks. They hear that sound of Adam and Eve crunching into the apple. All the attention goes to Jesus. And Jesus is sitting down or wherever he's at. And I imagine that a, he just stops and a tear comes in his eye. And Jesus gets up and he heads to the cross. He heads to the cross. Do you understand that the first sound of Holy Week that causes Holy Week is our sin? And you say, well, that was Adam and Eve's sin. Pfft, that's our sin. And he goes and he heads to the cross because of sin. And I just want us to remember this week. We, I want to remember all the good. And next Sunday we are going to celebrate resurrection. But this week is kind of about remembering what caused that. And so we're going to celebrate the good but I also want us to remember that it is our sin that caused Jesus to have to get up and head to the cross. He did that for us. He died for us. He did that, and we're going to celebrate that this week. We're going to remember that this week. And as you hear these sounds this week, the sounds of Holy Week, I pray that you would just... I pray that they would somehow trigger something in you so that everything you do this week is drawn and going towards worship towards him and remembering what God has done for you. Let's stand. Father, we love you so much. Father, I thank you that you, your word tells us remember, remember, remember. And I pray this week, help us, help me, help me, God. Help me to remember and be thankful. Father, prepare our hearts for a week of remembering. And then prepare us for next Sunday, a a day of celebration. And help us to live like that. Help us to live in, in remembrance and celebration for what you've done to us. Father, have your way in all the things that we do. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to read the prayer of Jabez together. And then you can be dismissed. Or maybe not. I should, okay, there we go. I should have it memorized, but now I'm on the spot and I can't remember it at all. Let's read together. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. And that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. Amen.